Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome once again to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me, as always, the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick. Hey, everybody. How are you? Pat, it's a beautiful, snowy day. Yeah, I don't like the fact that it's snowing. Oh, I don't don't like it either, but it's pretty. It's very very, pretty. pretty. It's very pretty. I don't like the fact that we have to go out there and shovel it, but (laughs) well, now (laughs) or do anything else in it. Well, my question for you is: Do you have to shovel your sidewalks, or is that done by your development? Well, in theory, the sidewalk will be done by the development. In practice, if I waited for the development to do it, they would still be done, not be done from the last time. Thusly, Uh, I do it myself. It's not, look, the amount of sidewalk I have is minuscule. That's a fine way to put it. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly small. Um, and I, like, I don't have a huge driveway either, but, uh, it would be nice if they didn't just continually plow me into it. I gotcha. (laughs) I gotcha. That'd be the best. Well, for us, we have to plow, we have to shovel our sidewalks. Yeah. Yeah. Because the town has sent notices telling us, Hey, by the way, if you don't do it, yeah. We'll pay our guys to do it, and then you'll have to pay us. So yeah. we have to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if you can, if like the like, because there are people who are elderly and or infirm. Um, right. So I wonder if they just have somebody else do it. Like, well, if you don't have somebody do it for you, yeah, then the town will come and do it, and then you'll pay the town. Huh. And that's not going to be good. No, there needs. There's got to be. There needs to be. I mean, granted, if you had an next door neighbor who was infirm, you would just because uh, you're you, you would trouble them out because right, you know. right, because they're elderly and infirm, yeah. and it's and you're you, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> just, um, I am me. I do give it. Yeah, that. <laughs> and it is also the day of the big game. Yes, ah, yes the superb owl. Because we are not allowed to say the actual word. Did you know no, that? No, I did. I did. We yeah. are not paying the fees that it costs to say the actual name of the yeah. big game. But you can say the superb owl, and yeah, it's uh, using, different. That's you're using not no. I'm not talking about a. I'm not talking about a football game at all. I'm talking about the <laughs> that really big owl that we have, flying nighttime predator. There is the superb owl. Indeed, he's got a you graduation the same cap again last year. He's. I know. It's please, <laughs> please. Like, if we're only going to get to use it once a year, I'm going to use it once a year. I got it's you. like putting up the Christmas tree. Um, I hear you. Yeah. Just like when we had the uh, Ultraman manga that we watched, we killed the joke of what date it all came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? When season two comes around, we're going to dig it up and beat it to death again. Of Woo-hoo! course we will. Hooray! Hooray! But why don't we talk about, honestly, the two strangest episodes of Ultra Q so far that were not directed by Akio Jisoji, even though you would have thought so, just by watching them. Because I watched them and I was like, this has to be it. And I'm like, unbelievably, it is not. (laughs) These were, I think, the weirdest episodes of almost any television show I've ever actually watched. (laughs) <laughs> I've had sleep deprivation dreams that were kind of like this. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Much. Well, you know, I'm watching, you watch the first one. The first one, by the way, is Grow Up Little Turtle. Yes. It aired originally on 2 6 1966. Uh, okay. Our director is uh, Harunosuke Nakagawa. 
Okay. Uh, from a screenplay by Masahiro Yamana and the special skill director Hajime Kazumi. I don't know what he had to do in this one. Not a whole lot. Other well, the than the guy in the turtle suit. Um, <laughs> which varies from that's a pretty good giant turtle suit too. That's a terrible giant turtle suit. Yeah. Yeah. And it is the same suit, just different, different lighting. angles, different lighting. Yeah. And it really does go from that's not bad to yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. That is bad. The first time you see it, you're like, wow, they must have superimposed a big turtle. Oh no, that's a dude in a suit. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so, uh, again, this is the sixth episode of Ultra Q. Um, the basic idea is a young boy named Taro develops a curious preoccupation with his pet turtle named Gameron, um, to whom he continually encourages to grow. Uh, now, is that supposed wants- to be a direct reference to Gamera? No. Uh, Gam- uh, I think it's a... It's a sort of a play on the word Kameka, which is turtle. Oh, okay. So, okay. yeah. Then yeah, this predates Gamera by, ooh, I don't know. It may be years. Gamera by a couple years. Uh, let's see, Gamera. Hmm. Um, 1965. So it came out the year prior. So okay. Maybe, maybe. Um, a thin reference. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, it could be. That's fine. I'm good. So uh, he, he brings his turtle to the school, and he's then uh, – He's hacking off in class, basically. And right. Taro, our hero, is the boy that possesses the tiniest of shorts and the tallest of socks. <laughs> like That is very 60s, or short, short, shorts and high socks. Did you notice you watch- that at one point you're like, oh, he's wearing leggings. Oh, crap. No, those don't connect. Those are socks. Those are socks. Oh, yeah. Holy mackerel. <laughs> but, yeah. You watch the- NBA basketball from the 60s. They yes. wore that exact same outfit, so I don't even. Those socks see it weren't that tall. Those are oh like yeah, they were. The, oh dude, yeah, they were. His socks are so tall, he should have an OnlyFans page. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> uh. The teacher is the most like stereotypical Japaneseiest person. That, oh, that you, like he, he's about so, the worst you could find. Like. It would be almost breakfast at Tiffany's level if the guy wasn't actually Japanese. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He is what we white guys think is Japanese. Nice, thick glasses, constantly yelling about everything. Yeah. Not paying attention. You're just like, okay, there you go. Like, that was, that was, they were like, you know what? Let's appeal to the Western audience and cast this guy. You know what? That must have been a Japanese trope before it became. An American a, trope. Like racist American trope. <laughs> like, wait, are they, are they making fun of their own? We could use that. <laughs> oh, you guys. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. Um, it, and so the, what I love is the teacher gets mad at him and yells at him like, hey, you know what? Go stand on the roof. <laughs> and that's where I... I have to say, I was confused. Last I checked, the last thing you want to do with a kid is send them to the roof. Well, but originally actually, I thought, go ahead. That's maybe it's a bad translation, and that's a weird punishment. And then they cut to the kid on the roof, and there's a fence around the roof. Oh yeah, like, like we don't want them falling off. We yeah, this is pretty typical. We're going to send the kids up to the roof for the rest of the day. And you're like, 
know, if there was a chair up here, this wouldn't be half bad. You know, fresh yeah, air. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not altogether terrible up on that roof. It's not. It's really, really not. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, that's, that's nothing wrong with that. What I loved is in the in the beginning of the show, like we harken back to the days when kids brought their own chairs in to go up five uh, flights of stairs. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, okay. See, I just thought that they left a chair up knowing that they're going to have to keep, put kids up on the roof. They leave a chair up. If there's more than one, tough luck. But the first kid up gets it. Yeah, the first kid up gets a chair. What I loved <laughs> is that though, but they show like when they're opening and they, you know, you go into the school and then they show the, the bell rings and there's a bunch of kids going up the stairs, but they're all carrying chairs. I know. Like, I know. Yeah. Come on, we have to take. It's like we have to take gotta, our chair to class. Yeah, my books are my books are already there, but I need to bring my chair from class to class. Like, <laughs> sure, do, sure. Do you stand all day if you forgot your chair at home? Uh, I yes. <laughs> Holy moly! Um, and then and, from the top of the roof, uh-huh. he actually gets to see a robbery right. and a police battle. Yeah, it's sure. a shootout. Now, and it's it's very hyper presented, very in a hyper realist kind of thing. Like yes, you see, it's this the footage is sped up or slowed down accordingly. There's reaction shots from the kid and his weird teeth. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. And you, it's it, that's really when I thought, oh, this is totally just Soji. Like this, this is this is that that director who made all those wacky Ultraman shows. Right. With the sideways camera angles. Yeah. And weird angles. But it's oh, not. Got... It's all not right. him. It's not him. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. I, I was know. like, wow. <laughs> Go figure. There's more than one guy that can do weird things. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying there isn't, but being that he has association with the franchise, uh, you know, the next show, I thought right. maybe they had him for Ultra Q as well. Little did I know that is incorrect. That's okay. You're yeah. allowed to be wrong every once in a rare while. We won't well, accept it more than once in a rare while. Welcome to my life. Um, <laughs> you are so married, yeah, so yeah, you're allowed they, to be yeah, wrong uh-huh. a lot more. <laughs> so he goes down to tell the teacher, like, hey, man, uh, there was a shootout, and there were gangsters, and he's, the teacher's like, get out of here. Like, yeah. He's like, you know what? You can go home now, but if I find out this didn't, there wasn't really a shootout, you're going to be You're going to be punished. So yes. he leaves, and he takes his turtle with him, as you do. Um, of course. Yeah. So, you didn't bring um, your classroom turtle home with you when you were a kid. You I only do, I brought the classroom hamster home once, or the gerbil. I think we had, but that was for homework. This wasn't. No, your I think it was person. just because we were home for a week. Uh, yeah, so you get you know the kids. They, there was a raffle, and like the kid to took take... the class pet home. Uh, and I won one time, and I was like, "This is great!" I'm like, I have a pet gerbil for a weekend. <laughs> and uh, that, my parents were like, you're not getting one of these. You realize that? And then I har- harangued them into a hamster like a year later. But, there you uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Kids. <laughs> Annoying since the beginning of time. Exactly. Yep. Um, <laughs> now, um, so what I really like about this is this is the movie Godzilla's Revenge long before Godzilla's Revenge. Okay, like, I didn't realize that. If you've ever seen Godzilla's Revenge, it's about a kid with a super active imagination who imagines himself on Monster Island, but he gets involved in like a jewel heist or something. Okay. And he fights the he fights the gangster guys in an abandoned warehouse. Okay. Okay. And I was like, wow, this is I wonder if this was a 
if they came up, you know, they they saw this episode and were like, we could do this with our property. Sure they could. Sure yeah. they can. And it, what I love and is it's they, enough of a different story where they can say, we didn't steal it. I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, if they're letting these guys borrow the suits, they can do it, you know, like they're probably like, hey, we're going to do a thing based on this. Oh, well, that's very nice. Thank you. You know, like, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. How flattering. You know? <laughs> so the, uh, the kid gets kidnapped by said gangsters. And right. we smash cut to the, the parents talking to the authorities in the school. And what I really honestly liked about this was the fact that for once the parents were like, no, our kid's not a troublemaker. Uh, he likes turtles. I know he's into his turtles. They're like, well, maybe he went to, he went to get food. And he was like, his father was like, no, look, he's got turtle food. That would be, you have to find him. He was kidnapped. Like, for once, the parents aren't like, um, it's fine. Don't yeah, worry. Blow it off or, or like, oh, yeah. he, you know, he, he went wandering off by, no, no, something's wrong. He wouldn't forget this stuff. Yeah. He would I never like for- that. He would forget his backpack. He wouldn't forget his turtle he food forget or the turtle, his turtle yeah. diary. They're like, look, he's <laughs> nine years old. Of course, he's going to forget his backpack. Um, <laughs> so the kid, the, the gangsters kidnap him into the back of a truck and they're driving. I guess out of the city because the kid, the gangsters, by the way, were hiding in the school. Of course they were. Yeah, and he's what? Well, because that does kind of make sense. Like, well, nobody's going to no. look in the in the school. These are the Keystone Cops of gangsters. Oh, these are definitely they- common <laughs> gangsters with a cop capital K. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, but they've got like the typical Japanese sixties Yakuza deal. They got this, of course, thin dark fit suits, dark glasses, tie, yep. dark glasses, um, ninja mask, uh, <laughs> fedoras. Of course you have to have the fedora in the sixties yeah. that's required. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and one of them, and I didn't even realize it until they were in the sewer later. Spoiler is uh, Ito from Ultraman. Oh, I didn't even realize that. I, I was like, seen. Oh, check it out. Okay. He's got okay. a little facial hair in this one, but yeah. Um, so you know they're they're driving and uh, they come across a police checkpoint, and uh, at some point in this whole mix, our crew from uh, the, you know our newspaper people and our our ultra Q heroes sort of wander into the story. <laughs> well, what happens is they wander in because they heard of the police shooting, and oh, they yeah, go right. to the police shooting trying to. F- find things out and then they look over see a school with a zillion windows and say i wonder if anybody saw anything over there yeah that's right no. with that many windows there must have been a witness and that's <laughs> exactly. when we go into the police talking to his parents yes yes which i'm good with because now at least a kid gets some vindication because they're going to go into the school and say hey there was a police shooting do you guys know anything Right. What are they going to do? Say no? Yeah. Well, yeah, this kid who we can't find yeah. saw everything now. Yeah. Coincidence? I think no. <laughs> I think not. Right, exactly. Hold on, hold on. Coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> no. <There you> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, um, what they also, just before they got to the checkpoint, the kid sees one of the robbers with a machine gun. Well, I love that the fact that the turtle was biting one of the robbers and he was like, quit pulling on them. And he's like, look, he bit us. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't hurt him. He's not trying to hurt you. He doesn't know. But I love that Taro's like, 
you look, I, I, he goes, yeah, all right, I'll grant you that, but don't hurt him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, they, they, they're like, oh, it's a checkpoint. And the, the gangster's like, all right. And one of them draws a pistol, and one of them unwraps what appears to be a Tommy gun. Yes. Until you get a good look at it. And then it's absolutely not. It is the fakest looking, quote unquote, <laughs> real gun. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, oh, is that real? And I was like, clearly not. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I said. I said, no, this is from the prop department. So that way you cannot get hurt. We understand looks, you're a child. It looks like it was made from electrical tape and cardboard and piping. And just painted shiny. That's yeah. all it really looks yeah. like. So he's like, oh, can I get a shot off of this? And the guys are like, whoa, 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 don't point at us. And then it doesn't work. Shockingly. And then he just looks down the barrel. I'm like, kid, holy Jesus. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, you know what? This kid's going to die just because they don't know how to tell him no. Oh, my uh. God. Well, they're, they're telling him no, but the, again, the kid has a Tommy gun. What are you going to do? Like, <laughs> So that's when I noticed that one of them was Ito, actually, because oh, I was okay. like, he makes like the panic face. And I'm like, I know that actor. There you okay. go. Okay, that's fair yeah. enough. Yeah, and uh, and then they escape from the truck. The kid in hot pursuit with the machine gun, crying <laughs> <laughs> for them, give me back my turtle. And then exactly. the, the army and the police are hot on their heels. <sighs> now, at this point, do we ever see the heroes again? I don't think so. I think they're in it for like ten minutes. Yeah, just about ten. Not minutes. even. They, not even. They're not. They're not important to the story enough. Not in the least. <laughs> Which I'm okay with. I'm all right with them saying, you know what? We don't have to use these guys yeah, you, this week. You guys have a light week. You, you'll be shooting for about eight hours one day, and then, you know, take the rest of the time. Go see some sites. <laughs> Go to the aquarium, whatever you want. What the hell? Which I'm okay with. I really am okay with them saying, you know what? We got a light shooting week. Don't worry about it. You can do whatever just, you want this week. I just think it's super funny. That's all. <laughs> so the, the kid chases the gangsters into the sewers. Of course, as you would. As, a as kid. you do, sure. Um, which, by <laughs> the way, is the neatest looking. Like, oh yeah, got, like downs to go down some stairs through a gate. There is no way I wouldn't check out a place like that. Oh no! As a kid, you would definitely Dude, have gone a, down those sewers. As a me, right now. <laughs> as a you, right too. now. Yeah. No, I like, wouldn't Whoa. go down the sewer now, knowing what I know, having worked in enough manholes in my day. Well, I mean, look, if I don't want to go down a manhole to a sewer, um, but I would An go down gate. like I'd go through a gate and down some steps okay. to like a what looks to be a big boiler room and some storage. Um, yeah, sure. That's where you find <laughs> stuff. I found sure. I went to the basement of my old apartment building, okay? Okay. Just because I found out there was a basement, and I was like, no kidding. I can see what's there. I got, exactly, 110%. So I went down, there was some uh, old snow tires and a bunch okay. of other stuff. And I'm like, right. huh. So I went, and I went to the management, and I was like, "Is uh, anybody own the stuff that's in there? Because there's, like, boxes of stuff. And they're like, no, those people moved out years and years. Like, they're really old. Nice. At least all that stuff's been down there for like 20 years. Right. All right, cool. So what did I find? A, a gym bag full of Dungeons and Dragons, like monster manuals. Oh, and, cool. Oh, yeah. Like all vintage 80s uh, TV stuff. Yeah. Right. So 
That's a sad made a little money. You know. It happens. It happens. You never know what you're going to find in the basement, kids. That's what I'm I saying. I understand. As long as you have permission, go ahead. Exactly. Make yeah. sure you get permission first. Well, also, you have permission. also, if you just want to take a look around, it's way easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. So <laughs> as long as you don't take anything. That's the right. important thing. Exactly. Leave nothing but take nothing but pictures. Leave nothing but footprints. <laughs> Fair enough. That's how that works. Fair so enough. anywho, um, then they see this giant turtle, and they think it's his turtle, and he freaks out. Oh, and he starts reading like some story that he wrote for school or something. No, no, no. That was this. That was they found his notebook right. in his, and that's when they see that he believed that if he could get this turtle to grow. To 99 centimeters. That's right. Then it would take him to the Dragon Palace. That's right. Which I'm, I'm with you with that. That checks is out. Jap- is a Japanese <laughs> myth of some sort because I had never heard of it. Sure. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. We're, we're going to check it, but. Um. <laughs> and also, you have to remember that they, the, once they, they do get out, you know, the, obviously the fake gun is jammed. As the right. kid is looking at it on his eye, right. as soon right. as it's away from his face, all of a sudden right. it just shoots. Yeah, they get out of the truck, and the police chase them through this amusement park around a giant oh, swing set through the teacups. This, which, is the by the way, painted with the bootleg, painted with the bootleg <laughs> Disney characters. You catch that? Oh yeah, I caught that. I yeah. caught that. They're not Disney. They're close. Yeah. That is the uh, that is a thing. It is the undersea palace of the dragon uh, dragon cami of the sea. Okay, how you like enough. that? Yeah, very nice. He's the dragon god of the sea. Yeah, so that's his. Uh, that's his. Um, that's his house for the most part. Uh, but then uh, the the let's see where are we? So once we see the giant, the turtle is a giant. Right. It crawls through a wall. Well, after, that's after the gangsters leave. Right, right. And they get captured yeah, by they, the police yeah. in right. about the least convincing way possible. Sure. <laughs> the turtle somehow crawls through one wall. Right. Kid begs for it to come back. It comes it back through another wall. Right. He hops on the back of the turtle, and then they both go through the first wall again. Right. And this brings them to the dragon palace well first we have to Ooh. first we have to fly okay so oh. they're flying okay and when you look and the, the turtle has the turtle has plane lights yes of course it does underneath <laughs> one of the parts of its shell it has yeah. all the dials and all the things that you're supposed well, no, to have as a plane. i don't mean that i mean on the side <laughs> you see planes flying and they have those blinking lights on the side like on a oh Cessna. i didn't even notice that part. they're on the they're on the rear end of the turtle <laughs> like under the back legs it's the oh, best God, thing i've ever no. seen and then of course it makes a sound like <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I was good with that sure that's what a turtle does when it flies <laughs> sure it's a cessna and then he's like, well, I wonder how fast we're going. A panel pops up on the shell. I've got a speedometer, altimeter, and all that He's like, wow, Mach 3. <laughs> sure. I, am in, I am in stitches at this point. Like, oh, yeah. I'm loving every second of this now. I'm like, you know what? This is just for the fun of this episode. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's 
all of this, Clearly. I don't care that it's not real anymore. I'm in. <laughs> Clearly, everyone involved is drinking heavily. Exactly. <laughs> we can do that. Hold on, Bob. What if? So, yeah. Hey, what if we? What if there was a thing and he had like all the instruments and like joystick? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> it's a voice command turtle. So he flies around a bunch of stuff. He flies over the diet building, as you do. He flies past Mount Fuji um, and then goes right into the ocean. Yes, um, of course. And the kid is like, you know, doing a little swimming motion on top of the shell. And they finally land and there's a girl on like a swing. And it's right. this area where there's a bunch of fog. And he's like, I want to go to the Dragon Palace. She's like, this is the Dragon this Palace. This is the Dragon Palace. Of and course he looks around like. Well, this is beat. This, is not, this, is this isn't what I expected. Right. <laughs> and then um, she's like, but I have everything I need right here and this and that. And he goes, let me try the weird swing that you're on. And so then he's on the weird swing and then the swing disappears. And, yeah. like, and it's like, oh. and the girl's eating ice cream. And it's, I mean, it, oh, it's just so weird. It gets to be a mushroom trip real fast, you guys. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, at least when they do show like the the ropes of the swing, they show it kind of disappearing into yeah. the sky. Yeah. Which okay, I'm good with that part, you know, false perspective and all that. But really, what? And then they, they so she introduces herself as Otohime, who's a princess, and um, she decides she's going to escape, and she goes off on a rocket, um, right? And then and he takes off on the turtle, and they try to catch her. And then she sicks a dragon on him. Well, now the rocket that she's on becomes a dragon. Yeah, that's kind of what I. That's kind of the way I took it too. No, um, it actually showed it. It. it, it oh, really? Just, okay. Yeah. There was a poof, and all of a sudden. It oh, that's right. Yes, it's yeah. kind of a poof. Now that dragon <laughs> is the Manda prop from uh, the Toho film, The Mysterians. No. Oh, okay. Not the Mysterians, Richard. Hold on. <laughs> that is incorrect information. Um, it is from Atragon. I've never even heard of that one. Yeah, Atragon's great. It's about, uh, about Atlantis and a flying submarine. You should. Oh, uh, okay. I don't own it, sadly. Damn. But um, it's, it's a pretty good one. It's one oh, of the, speaking it's one of that, the, I got something I have to tell you in a little while. Go okay. Ahead. It's one of the non-Toho, uh, non-Godzilla uh, Toho films. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, then she goes, uh, he's like, I want to go home. And she right. gives him a mysterious box, and she says, "Don't open it until you're in trouble." Right. Um, and then he goes back to his family, and they're like, "Where were you?" He goes, "I'll never tell a lie again." Oh man, when he pretends that the thing he has in his pocket is a nuclear bomb and throws oh. it and blows himself up like Droopy Dog, <laughs> I thought that was about as silly as you could possibly get. I. The only thing they were missing is when it, when like someone from Droopy Dog or Tom and Jerry blows himself up and goes You wanted the music. If you're gonna go for the comedy, go for every little <laughs> bit of the comedy. Blows are all blow the smithereens. <laughs> he's got dirt all over like he's yeah. just in a bomb. Sure, yeah, it was sure, great. sure, sure. <laughs> so then he, they go back and he's like he's like, I got this box from the princess of the dragon palace. Look. He opens it up and he immediately becomes a grandfather. He becomes an he old man. Right. Yeah. He becomes a grandfather. But it, that's not real. Like we see at the end of the episode, that didn't actually happen. Um, right. 
Right. And what in the what the what? What? Well, <laughs> as he's a grandfather, he sees all of these people laughing. Right. Then sort of wakes up in the teacher's lounge oh, with yeah, everybody laughing. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I'm how great was it at the beginning of the episode when the, the teacher says something? Um, he's like, what's this? And the kid goes, oh, no. And then you cut to the teacher sitting there, and there's just a stack of children, like a wall of children behind him just laughing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then he turns to look, and they're all like, whoops, and they all just paid him. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, this was a good one. This was a but then at the, the very end, the yeah. teacher's showing this class, you know, whatever the math he's trying to show. Well, and that's now right. Every Everyone has a turtle has except him. Got a turtle, except for our our hero. Right. Okay. And then they start a paper bowl fight at the very end, which of yeah, course the teacher doesn't fighting. see. Yeah. Oh. Um, let's do a quick monster minute on Gameron. He's one point six meters tall or length rather. Uh, weighs one ton. Okay, that's about right. Sure. Um, this is his first and only appearance. Um, he, oh, Pat, we have a winner. The name Gameron is derived from the Dia giant monster Gamera. Okay. Hey, See? look at that. <laughs> Who would have known? Um, I guess it. <laughs> Gameron, Kai Dragon, and Otohime story is a tribute to the legendary folktale uh, Urashima Taro. Gameron's role in the Ultra Q episode is similar to the giant turtle that brought Urashima Taro to the Dragon Palace in said folktale. Um, ah, okay. Gameron is the first and one of the few protagonist monsters to technically be defeated by the antagonist kaiju of the dragon. Okay, sure. Because there was... They, they had no other way of getting rid of the turtle except for the imaginary dragon that just yeah. shot him somehow. Sure. Oh my god, there's a behind, there is a... Is this a toy? There is a toy. I don't know if you're going to be able to see this. I'm going to try to put it up as close as I can. Oh, wow. That is a cool toy. And it's toy. the kid all blown up. Yeah. That is cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure by now it's $100 if it was his only yeah. appearance and he's from the 60s. So I'm if sure you, it's $100. If, if, you, if you wanted a really obscure toy in your collection, like, yeah, this is for a one scene in Ultra Q. <laughs> You'll be like, Fair okay, you're, something's wrong with you. All right, yeah. and then the dragon, the Kai dragon, um, he is 20 meters tall, 500 tons. Uh, he has no home world because he's imaginary. Of um, course, of yeah, course. This is his only appearance. Um, he's the 10,000 snake monster, according to this. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, that is why he has no turtle because the dragon has killed him. That's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is one of the 12 Manda puppets from the Toho film Atragon. Um, so uh, okay. he's True. sometimes referred to as Otohime's dragon, um, and along with Taro, Otohime, and Yamaron. Their story is a tribute to the legendary folktale Urashima Taro. And um, here we go. And after its appearance as Kai Dragon, the smaller Manda prop was made into the figurehead in the Ultra Q episode, I Saw a Bird. So we'll get to that eventually. We'll get to that shortly, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I used to have a, a very cool Manda figure, but uh, I uh, ended up had to sell it. I shot. understand. Yeah, um, but that's okay. I didn't pay a lot for it, and I got good dough for it. There you go. Fair yeah. enough. 
Yeah. Anyway, so we'll be back uh, right after this with the second episode, SOS Mount Fuji, right after this. And we are back with more of the Science Patrol. Uh, we're up on the next episode of Ultra Q SOS Mount Fuji, um, 2-13-1966. So we're right recording this right in the gap between these two episodes. That's great. Um, Tosh, uh, Toshihiro Ijima is our director. Again, not an Akio Josoji. Based uh. on the beginning of... Based on the beginning of this episode, I for sure thought well, the credits going on in the hubcap, That's right? Crazy. Like, <laughs> like, oh, it's got to be this guy. It's not him either. Well, crazy. All right. Yeah, I, yeah. I would have totally thought that. Uh, God bless you. No, I got it. <laughs> you should see his face. He's trying to shoot daggers through the video. You're the worst. The worst <laughs> in the history of co-hosts. You are the worst. God, hold on. I gotta blow my nose now. I caught him. He hates me now. Oh, well, now it's just stuck in there, rattling around my skull. Uh, screenplay by uh, Tetsuo Kinjo and Kitao Senzuko. Why they needed two guys for this, I don't know. Um, the special effects director. In case they alternated bong hits, that's the only thing I can think <laughs> about it. Yeah, this is the bongiest episode. Oh, I thought the last episode The was last bongier. one was way bongier. Uh, no, to- this was way bongier. You think? Oh, yeah. Toru Matoba. Again, last week I mentioned on the podcast that there has not been one episode of Ultra Q which could not have ended with a dude walking on the screen going, well, that was crazy, right? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> and just walking off. And it wouldn't have... It wouldn't have made me feel any better or worse about any of the episodes. <laughs> you would just go, man, he's yeah, got okay. a point. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah. So, um, Eureka is investigating increased volcanic activity in the Mount Fuji area. Right. Um, and she says that it's going to erupt because two lakes, and of course, I didn't write them down, but it wasn't. No, before. that's. It's not not necessary. Um, we are introduced, of course, as well to the model rocketry club of the area, which was nice. Um, and they're like, "Oh, uh, yeah, the, the Mount Fuji is going to erupt." They're like, "No, it's not." And um, what's his name is like, "Oh my God, Mount Fuji's gone because the <laughs> model rocket has exploded and it didn't work." Yes, and the course. best is the kids are like, "Yeah, that's my whole week's allowance." <laughs> <laughs> But I like that they built like the scale model gantry and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. getting blown up on whatever. Sorry, I'll turn it down right now. It's a whole fraternity thing. I'll turn it down. Ah, uh, oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Um, and uh, and Pat's multitasking, you guys. Um, yeah. they're, they're talking about they're talking about how cool they used to be. <laughs> Remember how much hair we this? used to have? Yeah. Yeah, and it didn't migrate all onto your back, right? Like, oh, <laughs> just disappeared. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't have so much on the top of my head, but boy, my shoulders are great. Like, <laughs> never cold shoulders. Exactly. Not for me. Um, uh, no, I, of course, don't have that problem being super Irish. But, well, here's the thing yeah. Irish guys have two problems. One, we become either Bigfoot. 
like Bono or Robin Williams, um, or a Filipino pool boy, where we are completely hairless from the neck down. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got. Like, right there. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's uh, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, I've, yeah. I got all distracted. That's then right, bicycle sorry, cop sorry. shows up. Um, oh. It's now, Officer Yokoyama. Okay, is that a trope, bicycle cop? Well, I mean, it was a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. Plus, it's also a trope. Oh, I think. Okay. I think. Sad sack bicycle cop is a trope. <laughs> but bicycle cop in Japan is a real thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. And, and he should have just come with his own trombone at this point. Like, boy, pulls up. <laughs> like, boy, boy, boy. You know, like. <laughs> You should just pick, uh, park his bike, do that, and be like, all right, now that's out of the way. Um, and he, they're like, well, did you tell everybody uh, in town or in the village that Mount Fuji might blow up? And he's, he's like, yeah, they won't believe me. <laughs> and he goes, well, I mean, I do tell them stories all the time. That probably isn't, part, isn't helpful. I'm like, yeah, you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you actually told the truth more often, people might believe you. You lie a lot. Guess what? Nobody's going to believe anything. Oh, man, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but this ties back to the episode that we just saw where the kid lied all the time about different things, and they said, well, just tell the truth. So they tied it in that way. Yeah, it's like, almost oh, like, a, like an Ultraman layup arc where it's like, Japan's lying liars who lie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, funny, funny story is somebody was like, oh, I can't wait for you guys to get back to uh, Leo. Ultraman Leo. And I was like, oh, we'll get there eventually, much to Pat's chagrin. And they were like, yeah, once you get out of the 30s, it gets real good. And I'm like, that is the oh, most God. delightfully insane statement. <laughs> it's a 52 episode series. Once you get past the. 30s are rough. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And I know we're going to get back to it eventually. I'm okay with it now. Give me your best 12. That's it. <laughs> that's too much to ask for. I don't know. Uh, oh, so. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there's uh, one of the temperatures in the lakes goes up high enough that a huge boulder erupts from the water and right. lands on a highway. So. They're like, all right, the, the construction guys come, and there's a bunch of kids there w- watching the construction guys blow up a big rock, which, yeah, it's 60 Japan. Had... What the hell else is there to do, I guess, for a yeah, bunch of kids? They're like, let's hey, we're going to blow up the big rock on the highway today. Yeah, I'm coming. Let me get my bike. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah. And the guy that's getting ready to blow up the explosion, you know, they're doing the whole countdown. You see the kid right. blowing his bubble. Right. Bubble pops, and the guy shakes, and that's what makes the thing go off. And yeah, it like, drops the plunger, and the, the, the it's foreman is like, dude, are you an idiot? I almost got blown up. <laughs> exactly. And then, of course, uh, the bubblegum kid takes his earplugs out. <laughs> PPE, kids, it's important. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I was a little kid, like you would see movies from like the 30s or the 40s, and there was invariably a scene where a bunch of kids were looking through <clears throat> holes in a fence watching construction. Yes. Right? Yes. You know why? Because what the hell else were they going to do? <laughs> right. <laughs> Television was brand, brand new. And yeah. Really or didn't or not at all. Um, 
you can either go home and listen to the radio, which it's great and all, but like your dad's going to kick you out of the house or your mom's going to kick right. you out of the house. Get outside go out. and go play. Right. Um, cause she has 62 hours of housework to do, um, <laughs> while the old man's at work. And, um, you know, so you got to go around with your crew and find something to do. And watching a bunch of guys put a building together is just as good as any. And you can think yeah. to yourself, maybe we can get in there and get some of that wood for a clubhouse. <laughs> That's what I assume their ulterior motive was. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Everybody wants to clubhouse. Oh. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's the reason there are man caves is everybody still wants a clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hey, I'm 50. Exactly. But if I could have a place where guys could come over and there were no girls allowed, that's fine. <laughs> like, that's cool. If I yeah. had a basement, my wife has already said, yeah, we ever get a basement, you get your man cave. I'm like, okay, yeah. next house, basement. Pat's <laughs> <laughs> like, if I have to dig it my damn self, I'm going to have a basement. <laughs> no, under my house, I can't. It, all of the piping goes right underneath the, the slab. All of the oh. is in my in my floor. So, yeah, that's where hmm. it goes. What you should do then you just rebuild the whole house, sure. Well, I was going to go with a cheaper route, but if you want to go nuts, that's up to you. What my suggestion was going to be is you build a nice outbuilding. Yeah. Okay. Good like, luck with that. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that would be that would be cry. That'd, that'd be the not, way to go. That'd be yeah. nice. You get yourself a, like literally a shed, like for big enough for four people. Yep. Make it nice and insulated, and uh, you're like. If you need me, I'll be wa- yeah. If you need me, I'll be watching Ultraman movies in my shed. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. Guess what? Don't need me. So like, <laughs> you've seen my backyard. There's no place to put it. I'd have to knock down my berm. Well, I went. I hit both of them by accident. There you go. Good job. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would you have to knock down the barn? The, not the barn. The, the, the berm. Shed. The big hill. The big oh, hill that's the, in my backyard. You could build a two-step. Like no, I'd have to pretty much knock that down to really put much in my backyard. I'm telling you, you could do it like a split level. <laughs> 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 now, granted, you're going to have a lot of zoning issues with that, but, you know, I'm just the yeah. idea, man. I know. I know. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, then they, they start talking about the Tarzan of the forest. Who um, right. Eureka what, is talking to her sister, or the woman she believes to be the sister, um, the sister of the Tarzan, not Yuri's sister, the sister yeah, 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 of the yeah. Tarzan. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Please let's be specific about this episode <laughs> because She's it's like, crazy enough. We have to figure out who these people are. <laughs> right. She could be my bro. He could be my brother from when we were. He was four. He was four and got lost in the forest. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. So. <laughs> They've got to be what? 19, because he was Early. lost 15 years ago. Oh, I thank you, missed that. Um, <laughs> so we do see him, and he is the most well-kept Tarzan I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he has shoes and shorts, socks. Shoes. Yeah, oh, He's I'm got cool. long pants. I know. I know. Where'd he get it? No idea. A fairly nice haircut. Like uh-huh. It's a little long in the back, but is it the unibrow that makes him a savage Patrick? Like <laughs> it was the scraggly hair. <laughs> you can't have your hair that scraggly if you're normal. <laughs> not in '66 Japan, you can't. Certainly not. Oh, um, but I was like, he doesn't seem to be that much of a wild person. No. Nope. Again, lace-up shoes and socks. 
Yeah, and a vest. And a well, vest. maybe that's what it is. He's wearing the vest. And they're like, would you look at this savage? He doesn't even have a shirt on under that vest. Like, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Like, sure, put it. Sure. Hey, Tarzan, put a tie on. You know, like, <laughs> what are you, a hippie? Exactly. Exactly. Maybe that's it. But anyway, there's a, there's a, they, they clear off the remains of the rock, put it in a field, as you do. As you do, because you got to get very it out nice of the way. miniature work with the those dump trucks. No, that was I think that was an actual dump truck. Those were miniatures, my friend. They were miniatures. They're a hundred percent. They were miniatures. That that's how well done they were. Okay, I thought they were decent dump trucks. Then I'll give them that. Yeah, they look real good. Uh, apparently, then, they fooled Pat Rooney, guys. <laughs> but then the rocks start to actually work to get together, right? To make a around bigger some glowing rock. orb. Exactly. Oh, and they're like, "All right, that's it's this weird luminescent rock, and it becomes an enormous creature called Gorgos that lives okay. and breathes like an animal." And you're like, "Okay." And fine. did you notice what roar this was? Because this one, I knew it's Godzilla. Like I it's thought, maybe it was roar. a piece of Godzilla's poop that became sentient. You don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it roars and it breathes like steam, which doesn't appear to do anything. No, no. It's a volcano monster. He's blowing off some steam, exactly. So, um, Takaru um, gets trapped under a tree while the monster's rampaging through the forest. Uh, Bicycle Cop finds him and actually saves him, um, even though he wants to run away, proving that he's not useless after all. Right. right. Then Takaru rescues him on the flippy-do. They hide out in a cave, and the and the monster, of course, drops a boulder in front of the cave, stealing. Of course, of course, because that's how things work. Oh yeah, (laughs) you know, you should expect that. The policeman takes all of the stuff that he has in his pockets out. Right, gun, anything, lollipop, matches, cigarettes. Lollipop was the best. Yeah, lollipop, no lint. Perfectly clean lollipop in yeah. his pocket. Yeah, okay. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, in theory, in theory, he might have put that in there that morning and then was like, you know, maybe this is lo- is I'm here. Okay. I'm not you're, seeing something. You're gone. Oh, there you are. Okay. I was going to say, you have to tap the screen or something? Yeah, I must have tapped yeah, it the wrong way. You're so. back. Um, so, yeah, um, they escape from the cave because the car is apparently super strong as well. Of um, course. Of course. The, the, uh, our heroes, who really don't do much in this episode either, no, um, no. end up in a spot where they're like, look, it's the slowest moving avalanche ever recorded in history. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And Takeru sees the monster, yeah. runs toward it, Right. Oh, and he takes well, he takes what's his face's revolver. Of course, of course, because he's used a gun so many times before. As a again, he speaks perfect <laughs> Japanese. That's another thing. Like he's not grunty. He's yeah. His teeth look good. Uh. <laughs> I think he's it's not feel at all. <laughs> I think it's like Bear Grylls. Like Bear exactly. Grylls would do this thing where he's like, "All right, I'm going to escape over this thing." And then, you know, at the end of the shooting day, they go off to the Best Western. Right, of course. Yeah. Of course. 
<laughs> oh. No disrespect to Bear Grylls. He was putting on infotainment. I get it. You right. Know? But Les Stroud looks at him like, yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's yeah. not good. I did this with one guy, me, and like three cameras and a bag, a bag full of batteries. So suck it. <laughs> <laughs> he apparently put up a whole bunch of his stuff on uh, YouTube. Les okay. Stroud did. Yeah. So I think he owns it all somehow or something. Well, there you go. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Um, let's put it this way. He had to stop doing Survivor, man, because it almost killed him too many times. Oh, good God. Yeah. Oh, good God. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's you know crazy. what? When, you're, when your bread and butter is the thing that's going to, like, drive you Actually to kill you. Grave. Yeah. Yeah. You make a uh, slight career change. So Takara, Takara runs up on the back of this thing, which is pretty cool. Um I did like that part. He's climbing up, and pieces of it are breaking off. That was kind right. of neat. Um, now, I thought he was going to shoot that glowy bit. No, he actually didn't. I mean, the no, monster That's trying, what I thought he was going to do. Oh, I know. I know. When the monster tries to shake him off, that is the worst suit I think I've ever seen. Even going to the turtle suit last time, this suit is worse. Now It's, it's not, not great, but, I, dude, again. It's not Leo bad. Okay, thank bad. you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I was going to say, Pat, having watched I know, 600 episodes of Ultraman Leo, it feels like <laughs> you're going to criticize this suit? This suit no. is a masterpiece. As compared, compared to, to some of those Leo suits. Anything, almost, almost anything. But, like, come on. Like, the guy in, in leotards and a bunch of faux fur that they got out of a dumpster of the Joanne's fabric like, and, a, and a Don Post werewolf mask. Like, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You're right. You're right. <laughs> oh my god! So he somehow gets the glowy rock out of it, like he pries it out. Well, what happens somehow is Takuru on the back of the monster right. somehow rubs it the wrong way. The monster falls asleep, rolls over. Right. He grabs the glowing ball out of the monster, throws it up, and shoots at it. Because let's let's be okay, honest, shoot. and hits it. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, and hits it with its revolver ski. <laughs> like and not, then because not only the, are you the Tarzan of this forest, yeah, but you can throw something up like at the size of a basketball. With your non-dominant hand, apparently, and of then course. shoot it with a snub nose. <laughs> of course, and somehow that shot and the thing exploding creates yet another avalanche. Oh, that's which... why I said I think it is still the same avalanche. <laughs> it's just very slow. <laughs> somehow this avalanche now covers the monster, which right. then somehow becomes part of Mount Fuji. Of course, sure. Oh, this is when our guy in the suit comes by and takes a drag off there and goes, nuts, right? <laughs> and then off he goes. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> well, then the, the best thing is they take Takeru to get a haircut. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they spruce him up nice. And then he's mobbed by reporters as he walks out of the haircut shop. Because why not? 
Well, yeah, he's, he's been a feral guy for 15 years, and that uh, he did a good job of making himself look super uncomfortable around all those people. Yes, yes, that I got. That I was good with. And they're and like, oh, they, you're a hero. You need to stand better. And he like, t- strikes a brave pose. Right, of course. Immediate smash cut to the kids shooting off the model rocket. Right, and shooting which, it at Mount Fuji again. Yeah, and then the, there's like a, like, a, like, a, a, like a star wipe, and it's like... Right. Like, the end. Yeah, like it's like they kind of make it an implication. It's like, oh, they hit it, exploded, haha, but not really. <laughs> I know, I know. And again, I'm not mad, I'm confused. <laughs> That's fair. Like, Confusion what is, is the, where we stand? <laughs> like, even if, if Professor Colonel Sanders had shown up and been like, Oh, that rock emitted some weird radiation that caused the other rocks to come around, and it must have been alien. That would, two sentences would have been great. <laughs> anything, anything to explain this monster at all, other yeah. than just fever dream. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, I just picture a bunch of people watching this, going, "Huh, all right, <laughs> <laughs> exactly." Sure. Sure. And, and the fact that he recognized his sister after 15 years is a good of one, course, too. Of course. <laughs> sure. Uh, sure. Sure, 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 yeah. sure, sure, sure. Let's do our Gorgos Monster Minute. Go ahead. Oh, my. I know. I know. Uh, uh, he is 40 meters tall, 100,000 tons. His home world is Earth. This is his only appearance. Got a lot in common with a lot of Ultraman Leo monsters. The Ultra Q monsters. And them, yeah, Q and Leo monsters. Yep. This is it. Don't get used to them. Don't the worry. One don't get used to them. <laughs> <laughs> Our suit actor is uh, Haruyoshi Nakamura. Uh, his roars are reused from Toho's Kaiju, Toho King Kong, and Godzilla. Oh, okay. So there was Fair a little enough. King Kong in there, too. Um, his name is never mentioned. He's only referred to by the Rock Monster. Right. Um, his early designs had uh, called for him to have a whip tail, but he okay. doesn't have one in its original. Um, he was originally intended to be the kaiju that fought Gigas and Duraco in the series Ultraman, but was replaced by Red King for unknown reasons. And let's be happy they did. Yeah, absolutely. We don't yeah. want to see this guy again. He's not no. really useful. No, he's not. I mean, it's an interesting concept, like some sort of thing that makes a monster out of the actual Rock. ground. Sure, sure. And it could be probably done a butt ton better today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They could give him lava blood and all sorts of neat stuff. Um All right, we're going to bring this guy back. Hold on. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> In our also rands, you can have yeah. uh, that. I Why can't. not? Right? They're like, wait a minute, you're not in the original club. He's like, no, I'm in the original original club. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, he was also revived in an unrealized script where he fights a giant cicada human and uh, the monkey M1. Okay, sure. I remember like M1. That. Yeah, I remember M1. But uh, yeah, we're going to see the original M1 story here coming up soon. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, because he's uh, an originally an ultra ultra Q uh, monster creation. Yeah. Okay. Like we Fair saw enough. him in, I guess, what was it, X, and then uh, 
or Tiger. I forget. But then uh, I forget which one it was. And then in, in, in uh, Zet as well. Oh, hey, speaking yes. of which, uh, Subaraya is re-uploading Ultraman Zet to YouTube. I think in the two week, you know, for two weeks at a time. Oh, really? So you okay. can rewatch it if you're feeling so inclined, or if you missed it the first time around. Right. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, for all you lazy lumps that know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it's a great show? What do you mean it's on episode 12 already? What do you mean I can't watch the other 10? You know, like... Those guys. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And what else? Was there anything else I needed to talk about? I don't uh, think so. In podcast adjacent news, the Johnny Sacco and his flying robot Voyage into Space movie has been released on Blu-ray this week. Okay. Um, Which is how we got into this podcast in the first place. Yeah, because we watched a couple episodes of Johnny Sacco, and we're just laughing hysterically at it. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, you're, I was like, wait a minute. Have you ever seen <laughs> Ultraman? Uh, oh, I think, yeah, we just were banding, if anyone has not known, we were banding the idea of doing a podcast, but we didn't want to just be two idiots talking about nothing. We wanted to at least have a framework for it. Yes, um, yes. That way we are two idiots with something to talk about. Yeah, two idiots <laughs> with a framework. Exactly. Yeah, so Voyage into Space is out right now from Ronin Flicks, R-O-N-I-N-F-L-I-X. Uh, it is currently twenty four ninety nine. Okay. And... Um, Hey, it's as old as I am. 1970, 98 right. minutes in color. There you go. In English. So, um, yeah, pretty. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Pretty snazzy. Yeah. All right, fair I'd enough. Like to get that, I don't really want to spit, pay twenty five dollars for it, but yeah. I mean, but the list price is thirty. So, I mean, you're already getting it. It's on sale. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've paid more than $20 for a single title. I know. Ever? Oh, I have. I've paid, you know, more because well, I try to get them, you know. You used to also be the guy who was like, I'm going to buy my stuff at FYE. And I was like, why don't you just light a pile of money on fire in the driveway? You know, <laughs> 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 but I pre-ordered. I'm like, you can pre-order it else other places and not pay those prices. I know. I know. But I did. I we'll did. learn you. We'll learn you. No, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> You've ordered things from Amazon, though. That's oh yeah, that's, that's learning. That's learning. But I, if once we can get back to places safely, oh, I'll pre-order stuff from Fye again. Absolutely. You're a madman. I am. You're a madman. Don't, don't deny it. I throw money it. around. What are you doing? <laughs> Crazy talk. Well, are you kidding me? The kids have me looking every day. At three different websites, trying to find out if I can get the PlayStation Five console for five hundred. Oh yeah, that's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's nowhere available yet. What do you have a four? I have a four. Gonna get them a five as soon as it's available, still for Christmas, and they know that that's what's coming. Oh, all right. Because we start as soon as they knew it. What are you gonna do? Sell the four? Ah, give it away. I don't need it anymore. Oh, if you want it, you can have it. Oh, no, I've got, a, I've got an idea. Um, I've got an idea. Okay. I do have an idea. So anyway, we're going to, um, I guess that's about it for our two episodes of Ultra Q today. Um, and um, yeah, so. Uh, Rate, review. Oh, subscribe. yeah, my Ultraman Taro uh, Steelbook finally came from Milk. Oh, Creek. very nice. So we'll be, I'll be doing a review on that. I was going to say will, but Pat's not going to be in the room because we can't. Um, so Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So I'll be, I'll be doing one of those very shortly. Um, okay. So yeah, like rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, all that crap. <laughs> <laughs> you like my what now? I did like a review of the uh, Rubu steelbook that you got. That yep. was very well done. Yeah, well, that's that they don't do. You're not coming steelbooks, thank goodness, because I don't like the stacking discs. That's my big beef with the steelbooks. They're pretty, but, but I'm really con I'm really considering when I get the full set of steelbooks, the first six or seven, to sell them as a set and then rebuy them all as regulars. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Because I'm an idiot, I guess. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's yeah, fair. Sure, sure. <laughs> but yeah, so rate, review, and subscribe. If you need to speak with someone regarding troubles that you are having in your life, the suicide prevention hotline listen, yes. is 1-800-273-8255, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Please, we care. Yes. Um, and I guess that's it. So we'll see you next week for another episode of the Science Patrol with more Ultra Q. And on behalf of the Science Patrol, I'm Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Forth, you guys. Take care, everybody. Bring back Buck. <laughs> Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast. <laughs> <laughs>